Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800 800-211-6008. 800-211-6008. 800-211-6008. That's 800-211-6008. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking about professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tune in, iHeart, American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over-the-air affiliates like KMAV, 99 KMSR, and the Mightier 1090. Maybe you're listening on podcast or replay on SiriusXM, or maybe you're streaming on video on Twitch or YouTube. However you're joining me today, I'd just like to say thank you. Hopefully wherever you are, it's sunny outside. And even if not, I hope it, hopefully it's sunny inside your mind. It's a cloudy day here on Delmarva. I'm in kind of a cloudy mood. But as always, there's a lot to get into. And here to help me do that is filthy Tom Lawler. He's going to be joining me after the break. AEW Dynamite was last night, leg one of their go-home week for Sunday's all-in pay-per-view taking place at Wembley Stadium in London. If you include tonight's Ring of Honor, AEW has three more shows to go before Sunday. Friday's Rampage and Saturday's Collision are still to come, but things are pretty much finalized now when it comes to what matters on that show which is, of course, being main evented by Adam Cole and MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. We got a go-home angle on Dynamite last night for that. More importantly than the AEW title, this thing's about friendship. Or not. We're going to have to find out. We'll get into where everything stands at the moment for AEW in a, in a little bit, but when we come back from break, obviously the big story of the last two days. Thankfully, this came after our show yesterday because, boy, that would have changed the mood completely before Brian went away to London for the all-in Observer festivities that'll be going on there. Terry Funk has passed away at the age of 79 years old. Not only one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, may very well be the greatest professional wrestler of all time. We'll talk a lot about him when we get back from break, Wrestling Observer Live.
Staples has big savings on everything for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on tech for the classroom or your business with up to $250 off select computers. And save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. Plus, right now at Staples, you can save even more with $50 off your print order of $150 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. Print offer ends 826. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Tech offer ends 916. In-store only. See associate for details. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539-800-433-0539-800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with you. You know we do this show right here for an hour at a time, but if you want us 24-7, you can find both myself and Filthy Tom on Twitter, at Sempervivi and at Filthy Tom Lawler. You can also find me on Blue Sky and Instagram and threads, all at Sempervivi. I don't know if Filthy is on any of those things. Have you have you opened up to the blue sky, Tom? Have somebody given you the invite uh, so you can fly freely? No invites to blue sky for Filthy Tom Waller, Mike. I thought you said you were on Blue Chew, and that was making me worry there a little bit. But 
<sighs> it's going to be a hard show, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And that was really that was really a stiff shot, you know, but at least it provided a little bit of levity here before we move into talking about what has been the biggest story in professional wrestling since it was announced by, of all people, Ric Flair on Twitter, then uh, confirmed by Mick Foley as well as Terry Funk's daughters, the legendary middle-aged and crazy for life. Terry Funk passed away at the age of 79 years old yesterday, Tom, and this was not something that was... You know, uh, to to be honest, with his condition in the past couple of years, with the reports about his dementia and his daughters going down there to care for him, obviously he had a lot more, you know, yesterdays than he did tomorrows. But it's still a stunning, it's still a stunning loss for a guy that, I mean, some people will say is the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk the face of the earth, the man that epitomized professional wrestling and how it moves along. There was nobody like a Terry Funk. No, there are going to be a lot of people. There are a lot of people who have already said he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And there were people saying that before Terry Funk passed away. And you can easily make that argument. I mean, this man's career spanned, what, over 50 years in the professional wrestling industry. And not only that, but it spanned every type, every style, every genre of professional wrestling there is on this planet. The man wrestled in Mexico. He wrestled everywhere across the world, obviously, Japan, the U.S., Europe, and he was a star every single place he went. He was not, like I said, restricted to being a classic, traditional-style professional wrestler, much like his older brother, Dory, was. This man was a hardcore legend. He really Chainsaw was. Chainsaw Charlie. He was. He could do it all. He could make you laugh. He could make you cry. He can make you suspend belief and imagine that what you're seeing in front of you is real. And uh, R.I.P. to Terry Funk. There's a lot of other people out there who will put it better than I can. Uh, Dave Meltzer wrote a great obituary that was up almost immediately. Um, and there's never going to be another guy like Terry Funk. No, and son of Dory, brother of Dory Jr., grandson of Adam Funk. If you ever saw the Tales from the Territories that he did for kayfabe commentaries with Jim Cornette as the host where they talked about the old Amarillo Territory, they talk about his hardscrabble police officer grandfather, Adam Funk, who in the 20s and 30s was a police officer in Hammond, Illinois, and would go to battle with the Capone gangsters and have to deal with all of that sort of stuff. And just a legendary family, a legendary career began in 1965 and was the runt. He was the third guy because his father still had such a reputation, the king of the death matches in Texas. You know, back when that had a completely different meaning than it does today, but these two-hour-long anything-goes 
you know, bloody, nasty, fistfight-type matches that his father would be in that he ended up passing down to both Dory and Terry. But obviously, Terry latched onto that a lot more than Dory did because of Dory's incredible wrestling skill. But he was able to bust out of his brother's shadow and become an NWA world champion because he did have the foresight he just had the natural instinct to know where things were going and even if he didn't necessarily love a direction that things were going he knew how to roll with the punches and he knew how to reinvent himself i mean when i started watching terry funk it was in the 80s and it was really the late 80s because i remember his run in the wwf i definitely remember when he was there but for a kid that was growing up in the 80s, I missed a lot of his stuff. And he was in Japan a lot. And I didn't have access to All Japan or any of that sort of stuff. So it really wasn't until he got to the NWA in 1989 that I think I saw Terry Funk in more wrestling matches than I had in movies like Paradise Alley and, you know, everything that, that he was involved in, you know, over the top and all that sort of stuff. You know, I was actually seeing him wrestle and it was one of the greatest feuds and one of the greatest angles that ever took place, certainly in the NWA and the way it's being remembered of all time with he and Ric Flair. You know, the whole middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk that ended up ushering the eras of Sting, you know, in the process and the great Muda alongside of them. So when was the first time that you had a chance to see Funk? Because you're a little younger than I am, but... When did you have a chance to really get into him? Was it the ECW time, or was it through Japan tapes? Was it? I, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm laughing, but there, I would have seen Terry Funk intermittently on NWA and WCW TV because they would bring back guys, you know, for short stints, or they'd bring them in as like legends. So Terry Funk was already. At the match with Tully Blanchard. <laughs> he, he was, no, I didn't see that. He was already at that at, at that status by the time I was watching. Um, I don't know exactly the date on this, but I believe I would have, and I watched this earlier today, I would have been exposed to Terry Funk as drunk Terry Flunk from Stranglemania. Okay. And ICP's dubbed over King of the Deathmatch uh, tapes. So uh, we're talking about him and Cactus Jack and Barbed Wire. We're talking about poor Terry Funk having to carry Mr. Pogo. Oh, man. To something watchable. And uh, then, then it would have been when he came back as all... The aforementioned Cactus Jack's partner at WrestleMania with pantyhose on his head as Chainsaw Charlie revving it up in the dumpster match. And, uh, you know, the, the, he's a legend on independent shows that I go yeah. to. He was a legend. There's pictures of him at Ribera. When I'm over there in Japan, I mean, this guy, Terry Funk, is professional wrestling. His retirement in Japan in 1983 is 
something that everybody has probably seen now at this point, even if they didn't realize they saw it. If you've ever heard Terry Funk in tears screaming forever as a throng is around him, that it comes from his retirement match, his first retirement in August of 1983. But, you know, one of the things, too, you know, he kept coming back to wrestling, which because, you know, how do you, you not come back to the spotlight? But I mentioned the, the movie roles and all that stuff had enough vision not only to see where the television industry was going when they sold the territory, when WTBS started getting big and understanding what was going to happen there, but to to know and to understand, again, really to, to know and to understand where things were going to always change with the times. Again, the FMW Terry Funk, to change his style, to be middle-aged and crazy, to do things that he needed to do to get over and to stay relevant. And he's one of the guys that, for all of the goodwill that he received, he took that and would exploit that and get back more goodwill, which is something that is rarely done in professional wrestling. Just the king of men, Terry Funk. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running 
running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078. 800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to the show. Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom Lawler here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Because the boss man's not here, I'll get in a plug for my own stuff. But there's an unfortunate bridge to this, too. You can find the Mid-Atlantic Championship podcast across social media at Mid-Atlantic Pod. Free feed for the show is available wherever you find your favorite podcast or at midatlanticpod.com. And if you like what you hear, I invite you to join the Patreon at patreon.com slash midatlanticpodcast. If you like learning and reading about wrestling history or just like hearing a good story, it may be a good place for you, patreon.com slash midatlanticpodcast. And one of the reasons that I do that show is because I'm a big fan of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and a... Somebody that wants to keep its history going, you know, as time moves on. And Terry Funk passed away yesterday. I do want to mention to other people that have recently passed away as well. Veteran wrestler Abe Jacobs passed away last Monday at the age of 95 years old. Slam Wrestling was the first one to report that. Had a 26-year career. Was born in New Zealand and started wrestling, I believe, at the age of like 15 years old. Wrestled all over the place, including in the uh, pre-WWF Capital Sports in Los Angeles, uh, all across the country. Basically settled in Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling in the early 1960s and was a, a very important part of the system that they had there. Uh, as a veteran that would team with younger guys who would come in, he would be the guy that would go 10, 15 minutes with a, a guy to a draw to try him out, to see how things were going and to try to advance him and would do a lot of work that way and ended up making a home in the Carolinas and was there for years. His last wrestling match actually took place in 1984 against Paul Orndorff at the Omni. But Abe Jacobs, 95 years old, passed away on Monday, and then I found out a little bit before the show started, that Rich Landrum, a former announcer for Jim Crockett Promotions, passed away on August 14th. I saw this was posted up by uh, uh, Dick Bourne and, and Dave Chapel at the uh, Mid-Atlantic Gateway site. Uh, passed away at 77 years old. He was an announcer best known on worldwide wrestling, although if you grew up in the Richmond area, he was the house announcer there for years. Took over for Tom Miller as the guy who did play-by-play play on worldwide wrestling a lot of people will go back and say who is this guy with the the big afro and the the tom Selleck mustache who who wore the tuxedos on, on doing interviews that was rich landrum he just came around and was gone by 1982 and unfortunately that's when a lot of the videotape of mid-atlantic championship wrestling exists so you know just unfortunately if you believe that things come in threes hopefully that's it for now but the best to the friends and family, including our own Les Thatcher here on the site and my friend Mike Mooneyham and everybody that was friends and was close to Abe Jacobs and to Rich Landrum. So the, the best to them as well. But, Tom, 
I got to take us out of this a little bit. You know, cool. such a such a depressing way to start the show, unfortunately, with, with these passings here of such beloved people. So I say we shift from that and take it to a dumpster fire. What do you think? Well, if I, if I can keep on the old subject just for one second, Mike. Sure. Because last night, as as I so often do when someone passes, I in the wrestling world, I you know, I keep them in my memory by watching some of their earlier work. So, I watched Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk against Jumbo Saruta and Giant Baba from I believe 1980. 80. 1980. And this morning when I went on Twitter, I saw a message. It was, and it was actually, it was saying, you know, uh, basically R.I.P. to my younger brother, Terry Funk, from the account of Dory Funk Jr. And I could not believe my eyes because last night when I was watching that match, I had to check about five times on YouTube to make sure it wasn't Dory Funk Sr. in that match. (laughs) How well-preserved is Dory Funk Jr.? Incredible. To still be out there going. He looked like he was 90 in 1980. Well, he was one of those guys, though, that had, like, the premature aging syndrome where, like, at the age of... 25 years old he was bald and looked like he was 40 you know what i'm saying like baron von raschke had that thing too he's still around with us right now the andersons only anderson yeah the arn anderson of course brock anderson it's amazing how brock and arn are really only three (laughs) years apart and and yet they're father and son it's an amazing thing and are they not even related to the other andersons well (laughs) but yet they they have the same physical characteristics there's only one Anderson. Do you know who that is? Gene? What? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was is Gene it? Anderson was the only original Anderson because it was Luscious Larry Hanemi or Hanemi, however you would say it, Lars Anderson. And then Ole Anderson was brought into the loop. And then we had what all of our offshoots. We had C.W. Anderson. We had, <laughs> we had all these random Andersons that... Uh, that permeated the landscape there was for a while. andy anderson in the ufc andy <laughs> why weren't there more blanchards i'm surprised there weren't Blanch- actually in hindsight that's probably for the best that a lot of people didn't name themselves after blanchard but there were a lot of like just doughy guys who were going a little bit bald who were like you know what anderson that's who i look like i can, I can call myself an anderson you want to you want to get to the dumpster fire now please let's do it well Here's the thing, though. Chris Jericho says the locker room was unfairly painted as said dumpster fire after the AEW all-out media scrum last year. This is from Ian Carey on the front page of the WrestlingObserver.com website. Says, 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 either one. Following CM Punk's comments and physical altercation with the elite that night, Jericho, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley are said to have stepped up and assumed larger leadership roles. Jericho says the roster ended up coming out of the situation stronger than before. This is an interview that Chris Jericho did with the Daily Mail. He said, quote, 
We just let people know that everything's going to be okay. We are a great locker room with great people and a lot of momentum for our company that's still very young, and things happen sometimes. There is a lot of uncertainty. We've got a lot of young guys and girls on our roster who have never been through stuff like this before, but it's a part of the business. It happens. He then followed up by saying we were really getting painted with an unfair brush by the media in a lot of ways, like it's a dumpster fire in the locker room, and that wasn't the case. And I don't want people to believe what they're reading and think that it's real, because it wasn't. So that is Chris Jericho's take on things. Makes complete sense to me that he would say these things to the Daily Mail, leading into Wembley at All In, putting a positive spin on things, but it's not as though people who were in that locker room were not texting and expressing their feelings in actually a, a, a multitude of ways. That's true. Uh, I, from firsthand experience, have been inside that locker room a few times since, you know, the return of CM Punk, since the beginning of Collision. And uh, while I was back there, you know, it was part of Britt the... Baker beat you up, didn't you? <laughs> that... <laughs> Listen, Britt Brit Baker and Adam Cole are coming nowhere near me, apparently. He's scared. So, he, he absolutely is scared. But while I was backstage, you know, and I was there as part of the Forbidden Door happenings, uh, you know, Rampage, Collision, Dynamite, the pay-per-view itself, there's a lot of people back there. And much like in any situation, there's probably people who are unhappy. There's people who want to talk to you. Some people don't want to talk to you. There's people who are in great moods, people who are in, you know, okay moods. People who don't want to see you. People who are elated that you're there. Much like uh, any workplace about that it? I've been a part of. And I'm sure that in you know every situation we hear about, there's probably some sort of truth to it. You know, I'm sure in the case of Jericho and Daniel Bryan and John Moxley stepping up, that it was a big help to the people who are backstage looking for leadership and, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, constant force of good in the backstage happening. So I'm sure that that is the case. But like I said, you know, there's people, there's always going to be people who are unhappy with their spot on the show, whether they outwardly show that or not backstage is one thing or another. There's going to be people who seem like they're happy, who are unhappy, and vice versa. There's going to be people who seem like they're not happy with their spot at all, but you know are quite happy with the way things are going. That's just the way life is. That's just the way, especially wrestling and the different amount of extreme personality types that you have involved backstage and on the screen in front of everybody. So, uh, yeah, there's always going to be some sort of turmoil, right? But another thing is that there's, like... If there's not, there's a problem. Well, it's a lot easier... I'm not saying it doesn't have to be a brawl, but, like, there needs to be some sort of competitive tension in a entertainment or a sporting... I mean, almost anything to me. I mean, I don't know. Am I crazy for thinking that? Well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, these AEW wrestlers seem like they're a lot more easily accessible than the WWE wrestlers when it comes to um, 
you know, their comments. And we don't know what WWE was going on backstage there all the time. Hey, we had a situation with Charlotte, or not with Charlotte, sorry, with Sasha and Trinity that is still really kind of waiting to play itself out as far as what exactly happened with those two that night that they walked out. But got to get to AEW Dynamite, the world-famous review coming up. No boss, man, but we still do it. Wrestling Observer Live. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died or did it. Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you alongside Filthy Tom Lawler, Wrestling Observer Live. 
Hey, you know, the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare is the longest-running Japanese-based professional wrestling show anywhere in the world, and it's only available for subscribers at F4WOnline.com, just as the Filthy Four Daily with Tom and Brian Alvarez is. Head on over to WrestlingObserver.com for more information on both shows. How do you think the uh, the flight was for Boss Man? Do you think he's landed and is is happy and is well adjusted to time and in a great mood? He probably slept great, considering the fact that his feet don't even touch the floor on the airplane. <laughs> Took up half the space in the seat. Slept like the baby that he is. He's probably having a blast over there. Maybe, and I don't know. A couple folks have asked me. I really don't know when Dave and Brian are going to post their next show. Just stay tuned to WrestlingObserver.com and both to their Twitters, at Dave Meltzer, I think it's W-O-N, and at Brian Alvarez. They'll be able to let you know about all that stuff. Going to be a packed weekend for them, all-in weekend in London. And we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite right now. The, the one of the shows that's leading in to All In. Fighter Fest edition on TBS from the Gas South Arena in Duluth, Georgia. I didn't realize that Duluth was so close to Atlanta. I thought it was actually like out a little bit more. But no, in the suburbs of Atlanta, makes more sense renting places like this that are a little bit smaller as opposed to the big buildings like running Rupp Arena and filling up about like an eighth of it or whatever it was. Good move here with the smaller buildings. We did get a graphic for Terry Funk to open the program. Then it was time to light the fuse and break the rules. And we did that to the strains of Kansas. The Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega faced the Guns and Juice Robinson. The fight started on the ramp and everybody was all over the place. About 30 seconds in, Juice was going to use a chair on Nick, but Rick Knox took it away. Juice then punched Knox in the face. <laughs> the Bucks super kicked Juice. The guns laid out the Bucks. Jay White got in the ring and started beating people up. None of this is a DQ because, well, the match hasn't officially started yet. And then a little bit later on into the brawl, Excalibur just said, hey, the match has been thrown out and ruled a no contest. So... After that, Kenny Omega went after Jay White, but Konosuke Takeshita hit the ring and cut him off. So little comeuppance for Jay White when it comes to dealing with Omega. That's, I'm sure, something that is going to continue to play itself out here over the next couple of months in, in AEW. I know he's not allowed to go back anymore without the expressed written consent of David Finley, but I would be shocked if we did not get some sort of Jay White appearance coming up in Tokyo for the Tokyo Dome or the Dash or something like that. But I digress. FTR's music hit. They came out. Everyone brawled to the back with the exception of Takeshita and Omega in the ring. Omega went for the one-winged angel, but Takeshita broke free and got away. So... A very frantic way to open up the show, Tom. It was, uh, I mean, a solid five, six, seven minutes, whatever it was, of just this carnage to, to break open the show. Yeah, if you're not going to deliver on a promised match like the Bullet Club Gold versus the Elite, this is the way to not deliver because we got a ton of action. Everybody got involved. People who were not advertised to be in this match or segment got involved Everybody got huge pops, got over big, uh, and I'd like to just add a small correction, Mike. It's actually Eddie Kingston that would be the one to have to agree for Jay White to go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
Thank you. See, you are the details guy of this show. I work for that company, so mm, that's <laughs> that's also part. You know of what? Me. I don't know. You have not officially worked for that company until you have a sit down with Renee Paquette, and Renee Paquette was all over this show. And I'm going to take the two interviews right now, Tom, and just combine them. She had the first one with MJF. They had a late and one later on with with Adam Cole. Video was played for both men. And look, it, it was very well done in that it was very sporting in that she asked questions about how feel going into the match and everything that's happened, but made sure to point out that they have had cracks and issues between the two as they've become a team. And MJF during his reiterated that he's not perfect and he understands why people don't want to back him, but he gets it. He understands that, but he's showing vulnerability now and he wants the people to, to be there alongside of him when he's going on this voyage that he thanks Adam Cole for. But when Cole was shown the same type of video with the kingdom, uh, kind of, uh, ex expressing some question over his friendship practices. And of course, Roddy, you know, Roddy strong, the issues with him, they showed video of him looking like he could ambush MJF. And unlike MJF, he had a freak out when he came to it and started screaming and saying, why can't two men just be friends? And there's no issues between us. And he just stormed off there. So certainly makes you think that they are pushing in the direction of Adam Cole, possibly being the one that turns dirty on MJF. Although at the end of the show, MJF did take out the dynamite diamond ring, but what did you think about those two sit downs and how how they kind of played themselves out? They certainly were trying to lead the viewer to believe that MJF is the babyface. He was portrayed as the babyface. I can never, in the back of my mind, trust this guy. <laughs> really? No. So. <laughs> Like, I, I, every single time I see something like this, I think it's a setup. You know what I mean? But they He's certainly flared. want they certainly want you to think that he is the one who is more into this friendship than Adam Cole is. Yeah, and that's, uh, that, that is how it's being portrayed. We then got John Moxley against Phoenix. And as everybody knows, Phoenix will not be making the trip to All In. So... What was going to happen? What was going to play itself out? You figured they were going to do some sort of angle. They absolutely did. Moxley pretty much controlled the first three quarters of this match, ripped open Phoenix's masks. Phoenix started to make a comeback towards the end. Eventually, Moxley used an avalanche death rider for a near fall, then wrapped on a choke. Bryce Remsburg called for the bell. Went pretty long time. Went 13 and a half minutes. After the match, the BCC hit the ring with a crowbar. Eddie Kingston and Penta then started to come down to the ring, but were cut off by, of all people, Ortiz and his soap sock. And then Santana's music hit. And then from behind Kingston and Penta, out came Santana, who we have not seen in an extremely long time. They lay out uh, Penta and Eddie inside the ring, Phoenix gets beaten upside the head with a crowbar. All of the heels exit out through the crowd when the best friends and Doc Sampson hit the ring. And the announcers played up the drama of this. They they had to be very solemn uh, going into that DraftKings ad. But what did you think about how that angle went down? I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought this match was great. Uh, 
but there was way, way too much going on at the end. The camera missed, I think, almost everything. They saw, uh, I saw Ortiz swing the mad ball. I think it hit Eddie. Eddie was down. He hit Penta with it, I think. And at the same time is when Fenix got hit with the crowbar, crowbar which I yeah. believe they missed. And then the announcers had to put it over big. So if things would have just been paced out a little bit differently and we could have seen everything or if there was a different camera shot used, I think it would have been more effective because I was, I had to go back. I had to rewind it. I had to, you know, uh, put my brain back in my head like I was Shibata in order to understand this segment. Um, I'm sure the match is going to be great. This The match leading into it was awesome, but it was just too much afterwards. Yeah, and to me, I mean, use the crane cam, pull back, and actually just show everything going on. Just make sure that the guys are active as they're waiting you know, for particular things to play out there. But after it was over, we went to break. As we came back from break, they're putting Phoenix into an ambulance. Eddie refuses to talk to Renee. We then got more Renee because she was talking to Sammy Guevara and she asked why he went to Chris Jericho's defense last week. But before he could answer 2.0 and Daniel Garcia came out, Sammy gave an impassioned defense of friendship and Garcia just stared him down before leaving. I still think all these guys are going to end up back together to fight with the United Empire and such. I cannot wait until Daniel Garcia does his dance in front of Jeff Cobb's face or maybe the Ocon's face. That would actually be probably more entertaining. But uh, that all whole thing led to uh, the contract signing between Jericho and Will Ospreay. And I got to be honest, I thought this came off really good. I mean, I thought... Osprey coming out with Don Callis, it reminded me of like a meathead heavyweight fighter coming out with Don King in the 80s and like being impassioned at the press conference. And look, the the, the reason that Callis said, you know, that he was going to turn on Jericho was because he had already promised Will Osprey to get him in his fold, hit Jericho's head on a platter at Wembley, and he's gone and do, did that. And they went back and forth. Osprey said bruv a lot of times, but eventually they signed the contract. They got in each other's face, but were broken up before anybody could do any damage there. I thought that was pretty effective. I thought so, too. I thought, I thought Will Osprey was great here i thought his body language when he came out the whole time hands in the pockets disinterested it's like he's certainly on board with callus but it's totally for himself and you can tell by the way that he's reacting um i don't for one second buy that this match has any bearing on his stepson's future education well i think I think <laughs> I think stepson's gonna probably go to school regardless. Will so you don't need to throw that in there. It didn't, I don't think it, it, it I think harder. I think the, the, the truest thing he said was uh, bringing up the fact that he's going to be a free agent at the end of this new yeah. Japan deal. <laughs> hey, look, a lot of people think hey, you get that one more third time in Tokyo, but it's a. Fate accompli? Would that be the right uh, term to use? That at some point, Will Ospreay is going to be an AEW-signed wrestler, the same way that people believed that Nick Wayne would be, and that's exactly what he became. Darby Allin and Nick Wayne against A.R. Fox. Swerve Strickland, just to speed towards the close here, because I don't want to run out of time. 
Nick Wayne, Darby Allen get the victory. Swerve tried to put down Nick Wayne, could not do it. A.R. Fox tried to put down Nick Wayne, could not do it. That kid takes a hell of an ass whipping. He will do so for quite some time because he's such just so great at taking it. You believe, you believe the look on his face. I tell you, great young baby face Nick Wayne, uh, you know, and Swerve and A.R. Fox, they were the perfect people to uh, kind of bounce up against, but... They end up turning on A.R. Fox at the end with Swerve being upset that Fox couldn't put him down. And then out comes Darby with Sting and Nick Wayne. They make the save for A.R. Fox. Darby extends his hand to him. They're friends again. Darby then asks, who is going to be your partner now coming up here at All In? And out come Christian and Luchasaurus. And then we finally got it. What we all knew was going to happen. Christian extended some words to Nick Wayne about his father not being there and said it would be terrible if he was in London because it would be sad to see a coffin door be shut on somebody he loves for a second time in his young life. Unbelievable, Christian. He is just ridiculous. More Renee with FTR and the Young Bucks. We then got Ruby Soho in Sky Blue. I have a feeling the outcast will be going stage left at some point here uh, relatively soon. So Ruby Soho looks like they're angling her in for a title shot that may be coming up down the line. Then we got the acclaimed. Billy Gunn is back. He'll be joining up to, with the acclaimed to face the House of Black for All In. And then we got the main event with the Aussie Open against the Hardy Boys, which we will get to after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi, filthy Tom Lawler here with you. Wrestling Observer Live almost made it to the end of the show. Almost made it to the end of that segment and got in the entire AEW Dynamite review, but did not. Aussie Open and the Hardy Boys for the ROH World Tag Team Championship was the main event. I don't think anybody out there thought the Hardys were going to get the victory. We just knew that this would at some point bring MJF and Adam Cole down to the ring. Mark Davis got the pin on Jeff. It is not easy to get the Hardys to a point where they were at 19. In fact, it's impossible to get them to where they were in 1997 because time moves on and maybe time should move on. In my opinion, maybe without the Hardys, maybe they can be on ROH tv and just help new teams something i don't know but i don't want to see them in any more main events but it did what it had to do which was bring out mjf and cole and they teased dissension at the end what did you think about the finish what do you think about aussie open just as a really really good tag team and as somebody that could really be a threat there i'm big big fan of aussie open having watched them you know pretty closely over the past few years on New Japan Strong and New Japan Strong shows. I think they are, you know, top five tag teams in the world easily. That is a, that is a low ranking for yeah. me, really. And uh, I think they're going to show everybody that at all in, Mike. And we're about to be all out, are we not? We are. Now, are you going to be able to show all of these people what you can do solo tomorrow? Is it still on for tomorrow? Tomorrow, I will be back here solo. Filthy Tom Waller of WrestlingObserver.com will be here for Wrestling Observer Live. Mike, thank you for your help throughout the years. We'll see if I can pull it off tomorrow. You shall. You got some good people here with you, like Producer John and Producer Dom. Although tomorrow, it's going to be Producer Daniel. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. 
And just remember to say this at the end. We shall talk to you again after a while.